Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, depending on where you listen to the podcast. The podcast is available on several platforms, including Google, Spotify, and Apple Music. I'm Sherry Dodder, occupational therapist and dysgraphia expert. You are at the home of the writing glitch, hacking dysgraphia, no pencil required. We are talking with Jason Davies today. He has some new ventures coming up for 2023. How are you doing, Jason? Doing very well today. I'm excited. We are here to do a podcast. Let's do it. All right. All right. One of the questions I ask is, how are you doing really? (laughs) First of all, thank you so much for having me. And that question, you're asking that at the perfect time. Things are a little crazy right now. This past weekend was actually the first time I don't get stressed easily. But this weekend was the first time that I woke up and I was just like, just felt it on my shoulders. There's a lot going on between running a business, OT Schoolhouse, and then I have an eight-month-old. He turns eight months tomorrow or maybe two months ago by the time that you're hearing this. And just between a new family member and or just a family in general, it's no longer just my wife and I. Having the business, having things go on just in life in general, all the holidays coming up, trying to figure out where we're going to be, how we're going to be in multiple places at once on Christmas Day and Thanksgiving, all that good stuff. So in general, I'm good. But right now, just this micro moment of time, a little stressed, but overall pretty good. How about you? I've been here at Alvernia all day long. I'm a little bit calmer now, but you know that getting out of the house, into the car and traveling to somewhere one day a week or twice a week, that adds like this dimension of stress that drives me absolutely crazy. And I talk about that often when I'm, when I do these podcast episodes that, yeah, man, Alvernia again, and it was a stressful drive in. I'll tell you what, driving is not like it used to be. (laughs) (laughs) Ain't that the truth? Yeah. It's funny because similar to you, right? I work from home most of the time and getting out and about, it's like, I crave it because I'm home all the time. But then I get out, I'm like, why did I do that? Like, man, driving, why did I want to drive to Orange County here in California? And now getting somewhere isn't too bad. But getting home always seems like an adventure because, I don't know, traffic builds up, whatever it is. (laughs) It's just like you're done with what you actually did. And now you're like, oh, I got to drive home. What do you mean I have to drive home? Can't I just snap my fingers and be in my chair or something? (laughs) So, yeah. I I guess it's not Star Trek yet. (laughs) (laughs) Not yet. Not yet. The power of yet. (laughs) Yes. That power of uh, Star Trek may be a little bit different if the whole virtual reality world comes to pass the way they keep talking about it. Don't get me started on meta and metaverse, meta, Facebook, all that good stuff. Uh, Yeah. All right. Let's talk school based OT. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. We could do that. What was that you told me right before we hit record that we met on your podcast three years ago? Yeah, a little over three years ago because it was 2019, but it was back earlier in the year. So I had to do the math because, you know, COVID only counts as one year. Like the time just flew by during COVID. So I only counted as like one block of time. But yeah, three years ago is pretty crazy. Yeah, that's absolutely crazy. You had just published your book. Yeah, yeah, I did. I did. I just published my book and now um, I've got three more that are going to go out in 2023. It's been an absolutely crazy year for on my end, but amazing. But I'm really glad that we've been able to stay connected over the last three years because you're a wealth of information. 
And I know that every time that we connect, you're going, okay, Sherry, let me pick your brain about, because you always are coming up with other adventures in school-based OT. I'm really glad and excited that we're able to share some of the things that you've got going on here coming up next year. Absolutely. Um, I'm excited uh, to talk. Before we do that, I want to talk about Daughter Educational Consulting for a moment. We hack dysgraphia from the inside out. Dysgraphia is a disability in writing. From the students learning to write letters to shapes through completing a dissertation or anywhere in between, people have difficulty. It impacts one-third of the population. That's the thing that blows my mind every time I read that. Being a sister to dyslexia, it's not the same thing. In fact, some people with dysgraphia are brilliant readers. Our role is to help teachers, therapists, and parents build clarity, community, and competency through the barriers to writing success. Did you know that we use neuroscience and research-based content to design interventions for the whole classroom that can be completed in two minutes each day to thwart this disability? These interventions are explicit, systematic, cumulative, and multisensory. Together, we can change the lives of 1 million people in the United States alone about dysgraphia. You can find more information about our programs at thewritingglitch.com. That's thewritingglitch.com. Jason, without further ado, tell us, what is it that you're working on for 2023? Yeah, thank you so much for bringing it up. It's actually, it's a community for school-based occupational therapists, but it's even more than that. The way that I best like to describe it is it is community-based professional development, and it's going to be called the OTS for OT Schoolhouse Collaborative. And so it's going to be, I'm just super excited for it. We have our first few people in right now, and we are hoping to bring more and more school-based OTs together to not only learn together, but to actually help each other integrate what we learn into our practice. Because I just find that too often we go to a professional development, we learn knowledge for an entire day, two days, sometimes three days. Or even if you're doing like sometimes sensory integration certifications are like four courses over the course of an entire year. And it's just a lot of information. But then we go back to our daily job and we don't use what we learned. And so the whole point of the OTS Collaborative is to provide this community of OT practitioners specifically that work in the schools to both learn together and then incorporate what they learn together in the schools. Super excited about it. It's just kicking off as we're talking today. And yeah, any questions you have, I would love to help out. You mentioned something that made me think about memory. Did you know that you forget all but about 8% of what you've talked about throughout the day than by the next day. I didn't know the 8%, but I totally believe it. And for me, it might be 6%, but who knows? <laughs> everything, everything, man, especially now with the new kid, it goes in one ear, out the other. And we know that's true. I'm sure you could cite it if you needed to, but when you go to professional development, your eyes, your ears are all open, but it doesn't matter, right? Your body can only take in so much information. We know, especially as occupational therapists, the sensory stimulus that you can take in varies from moment to moment. And over the course of time, I'm not going to use all the technical terminology because I can't remember it, but it's, it's kind of like the sensation of touch, right? When you first touch your knee, you feel it. But then as you keep your hand there, 
maybe your hands are cold, that coldness slowly goes away, partly because of the association of heat and how that all works, but also partly because our sense of touch is designed to not become numb, but to go away so that we can focus on other things. And that happens with most of our sensory perception. And so I totally believe what you're talking about. 8%? Yeah, I didn't notice 8%. That sounds like you're almost... When you turn that around and say 92%, we forget. That's just hard to think. Imagine. It's crazy, isn't it? You had mentioned about the knee and feeling it change over time. Our brains love this thing called novelty. Yes. And... It loves to learn things new. It loves to problem solve. That's what it's doing while we're sleeping overnight. And if the people join your community, they can also join my community. My community is all just about dysgraphia. I'm getting a lot of teachers in there and a lot of dyslexia therapists in there, in addition to the occupational therapists, because I'm focusing on that niche that really is impacting Mm -hmm. the classroom directly. And one of the things about community, is a village is the way God made us. We are meant to be together. I am excited that there is a chance for this community involvement from your perspective as well as mine, because people can join both of them and get one heck of a continuing professional development going, because I believe that you're going to also have courses in there. Am I correct? Yeah. Within the community, as a member of the community, you can actually earn professional development from listening to our podcast, the OT Schoolhouse podcast. Not every single episode, but episodes that we have worked together with the presenter and we know that there is some research behind it. We know that it kind of adds up to what we think is professional development. And we have a pretty high standard. We're not making every episode. We have 115 episodes and only about 12 to 15 of them are professional development because we know that not everything's professional development. As a member, you can get professional development units for those by listening to the podcast. But we are also going to bring in specialists, kind of like what you just mentioned, bringing in people from outside to talk a little bit. And that serves two purposes. One, some people prefer to learn from a podcast that they can listen to in the car. Other people prefer to learn while sitting in their computer, knowing that if they have a question, they can virtually raise their hand and ask a question. And also some states do require, quote unquote, live professional development. That's another part of it as to why we're doing it both ways, because it will give participants the opportunity to interact with the person and earn those live professional development that they may need in their state. We're we're trying to make this in a way that can help everyone, whether they like learning from the podcast, like learning from a live Zoom call, kind of like what you and I are doing for this recording. We're trying to hit all those different areas that, that someone may need. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love also the idea of community. It acknowledges where you're from. And you're from Southern California. There's probably other OTs in that area. I am from Hamburg, Pennsylvania. There's other OTs in my area, but not all of us are doing school-based therapy. Not all of us are concerned about a kiddo with dysgraphia. What the idea the community does is it can pull people in the community together. I could see a vision down the road of having clusters of therapists getting together live as part of, because they've met through community. 
Absolutely. And in any community, right? You could have people in your dysgraphia, the writing glitch. It could be a teacher in OT and maybe another specialist meeting together at Starbucks because they all happen to live on a complete different side of the world from you. But they are connected via the writing glitch. And so they're meeting in Southern California instead of you're in Pennsylvania. They're meeting as a team in Southern California. And same thing with our OTS collaborative community, same thing. I often find that school-based OTs, especially outside of Los Angeles and New York City and the big cities, oftentimes an OT, whether they're in the schools or not, they might be the only OT at their entire facility. And sometimes they're at multiple facilities and they're the only OT. The writing glitch and OTS collaborative, it gives OTs the ability to meet with other OTs that they might not have the chance otherwise. I, again, I like to call it community-based professional development because it's not just community. It's not just professional development. We're interweaving the two, which I really believe will help everyone. And it sounds like you're doing something similar at the writing glitch. Yes, absolutely. I love it. I love it. Is there anything else that you'd like to share about the community that you haven't mentioned already? There's so much more, but I think one of the other highlights of it is that remembering that we are a community and when one of us wins, we all win. And when one of us suffers a loss, we all suffer that loss together as a community. Within the OT Squads community, we're going to celebrate the wins. We're going to mourn the losses together. We're going to have places to share our wins together, even if it's just... A simple win. Hey, I rocked that IEP earlier today. Or or at the end of the school year, having a little celebration. We got through this, a tough school year together. And I think that's a big part of community is being able to celebrate together, share difficulties together, get answers from not just one person. Because as I like to tell people, I'm a school-based OT. I've been a school-based OT for over 10 years now. And I am an expert at school-based OT, but I don't know everything. The community allows me to share what I know, but it allows other people who have other expertise to share their piece. And you just, I don't know everything. And I will absolutely lean on some of my community members when I know they know something better than I do. Talking about celebrating is also celebrating individual members who do have those expertise and allowing them to come up and maybe allowing a member to present to the rest of the community for the very first time. That person may not have a medium to present otherwise. And now, you know what? They have an expertise in sensory. And so they get to present to the community. And who knows what that leads to, right? And maybe they present for the community and then they go write a book like you did or they go present at AOTA or something like that. Yeah, just celebrating together and keeping up with each other. That was a gold moment, everybody. Present in the community. Prepare your AOTA presentation. Use it as a practice medium. Exactly. Yeah. Or even just to figure out what you want to do. As school-based OTs or as OTs in general, there's so many different ways that you can go. And it's a safe place. Any community, I think every community should be a safe space, but I'm going to assume that there are some communities that probably aren't a safe space. I know yours is. I know mine is. But hopefully you find a community that is a safe space that allows you to open up to adventure outside your norm, whether that's presenting or maybe trying a new evaluation tool. Yeah, just open up, find a community that allows you to open up and just promotes your best interest and your best self. Love it. Love it, Jason. Every podcast episode, I share an intervention. 
So it's that time in the podcast where I get to share an intervention to help teachers, parents, and therapists. And this week, I've decided I'm going to be talking about the phone. So do you know how I use the phone? I use it to get child's perspective. I usually use images as part of my interventions with my students. I'll put up an image. I will hit record on whatever app it is that I am using. Sometimes I will use Otter AI. Sometimes I will just use an audio version. It depends on what it is that the student is needing. But let's just say I've chosen Otter AI. Otter AI is going to transcribe what the student and I are talking about. It will actually separate out the conversation, speaker one and speaker two. We talk for five minutes about this image that's in front of them. Then we need to transition and have them doing some writing, right? We can have them copy from the transcript. I could hold the transcript in front of me so that they can't see it. I could dictate the words to them and have them write it down. Or we can take a look at what the transcript says, listen to it again, put it to the side, and they can self-generate their own sentences. So I use the phone along with images of whatever it is that I'm choosing to throw an image up there about that day to help students improve their ability to interact with their environment, trying to create a situation where they can actually share their thoughts. One of the pictures that I use a lot is a picture of a pool that's at a home, which is basically on the beach. You live in California. I don't know how close you live to the beach, but having that beach line home with a pool out back, and I've already had kids with autism say, I don't like that picture at all. And then you get into their perspective a little bit and it's, I don't like sand. I don't like cold water. I don't like red chairs. I don't like, and it's things that you don't even know. Okay. I didn't even have any clue that you didn't like that. So it only, it not only helps you with the actual writing task, but it also tells you something about a little bit about their sensory processing, depending on the situation of the picture. Yeah. And if I can add, I had never thought about using Otter AI in therapy before. I use Otter AI for my podcast to transcribe it, but I never thought about using it in therapy. Great idea. And I also want to point out that recently, if you are an Apple iPhone user or iPad user, they just updated their voice recognition software for speech to text, just for sending out text messages and whatnot. And it is on point. I used to get frustrated with Siri, but since the iPhone 14, right, just came out, they did a new iOS update and it is on point. So if you have an iPhone and iPad, it's all the same. Definitely recommend using that right there in front of you. Or if you have an Android, I know they use, I believe it's Google software for trans for transcribing and Google Docs does pretty well at voice to speech to text as well. Great ideas. Thank you. Thank you. Do you have anything else that you'd like to add before we close for the No, I think that's it. If anyone wants to find out more about myself and the OT Schoolhouse, I would just say head on over to otschoolhouse.com. You can find everything there, including all about the OT Schoolhouse collaborative community. It is probably launching right as you're hearing this. If you're listening to it right when it comes out, we do it. We accept 
every quarter we bring people in. So you can't sign up anytime. You can be on a waiting list until the next time that we come in. So check out the waiting list, sign up. It doesn't cost anything to do. Just sign up for the waiting list so you can learn more about it as soon as we start accepting some people in. So yeah, otschoolhouse.com. Perfect. Our podcast releases on the second and fourth Tuesday of each month during the school year. Remember to use hashtag the writing glitch when sharing episodes so we can thank you. Again, that's app.thewritingglitch.com. Remember, you were put here for such a time as this. Post-production is managed by Sam C. Productions.